You're listening to The Range, Gardner-Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. We call ourselves The Range because we offer up a range of music from different decades and different genres. Jeff in with you. One of the best things to do here at The the Range, one of the things that uh, keeps me interested in doing what it is that I do, is the opportunity to have uh, musicians stop by as they're traveling up and down the highways and byways of America. And I am very pleased today to welcome back to the studio Tony Furtado. Welcome, Tony. Good to be here. Tony has been here before. It's been a while, though. The last couple of times you've been through the area, we've been in contact, but uh, just couldn't work out the timing. So, yeah, so glad it, it worked out this time. Yeah, me too. Before we go any further, I want to remind people that you're going to be playing in our area tonight. You're going to be over in Charlotte at the Evening Muse. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good to return there. I've, uh, I've always loved playing that place. It's a great, uh, it's a great listening room. You can hear um, everything very, very well. Nice yeah. uh, atmosphere. And pretty easy to get to. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's tonight. And if folks want to follow along and find other places you're playing, because you're kind of on a southeast tour right now. Mm -hmm. You've done a lot of, I think you said you were in Lynchburg last night. Yeah. Yeah. And then I double back up and go up to uh, Richmond tomorrow and over to Roanoke and Johnson City, Athens, Dahlonega, and then home to Portland. Yeah. Lots of, uh, whew. I mean, are you driving to Portland or flying to Portland? I'm <laughs> flying. Thank goodness. I'm so glad to hear that because it's a long Too way to Portland. Too old for that other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way of travel. Yeah. Um, you've got a brand new album out as well. Guess we can yeah, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, last summer about. I released yeah. it. I'm Has it been that living. long? Has it been since last summer? June 15, I think, is the exact date that I released it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we were talking about, and you just alluded to uh, there, is that you are um, self-employed. Yes. You do it all yourself. Now I do. Uh, so yeah. what does that in, in, entitle? For people who think, oh, he's a musician, he travels around, he plays some shows, you know, not a lot of work. There's a lot of work here. Yeah, there is a lot of work. I mean, it's I, I have to chuckle when, when I mention to people, you know, I play music for a living. I tour around and they say, oh, that must be fun. <laughs> well, Sometimes. you know, I, <laughs> I do love being on stage playing music for people, but there is, that's like, you know, 5% of it. Yeah. If if that, you know, there's there's first of all the driving, the travel, you know, the uh, preparation for the tour. There's the booking of everything. I don't book my, myself, but I'll, I'll, I help in the process. Right. There's the releasing of the album now for me. There's the, um, you know, all the details with releasing an album, all the details with the promo of the album. And there's just so the list is endless. You know, it's it's a job. It yeah. is a job. A lot of work involved. I know yeah. folks say. I've talked to other uh, traveling troubadours who said, uh, I drive for a living, yeah. and the payoff is sure. when I get to the place I'm going, get to play music yeah. for people. Exactly. But That's what you get paid. Living. You get yeah. paid for the travel. You get paid yeah. for all the, the work, you yeah. know. And then when I hire a band, too, you know <clears> – <throat> That's tricky too because then I'm basically kind of a what a contractor or a subcontractor yeah. or whatever you know it's I'm hiring guys to come out on the road with me, um, and they don't have to deal with the details. Right. It's still me dealing right. with the details. Like a road manager. Yeah, I'm my own road manager. I I have a guy that helps with management. He's not my manager per se, but he he kind of is. He helps with a lot of it. Um, I left a, a situation where I was managed by someone who was also my label and my publisher, and it was tricky. It was yeah. messy, and I had to get out of it. You got so. you got freedom, but along with that freedom, of course, is the responsibility. Yeah. You got to do the work. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is it, it's my sixteenth or seventeenth album. I put out two wow. at once, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I put out the one called the Bell. Uh, 
Second, the first one was an EP I put out called Copper and Tin. And I put it out on my, my own little label that I call You Say Furtado Records, which of course is a f silly little pun. Right, you know? right. But it's also a little bit empowering for me. It's like, let there be no mistaking. You know, it is mm -hmm. my label. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. well, let's, we'll talk some more, but let's, uh, let's hear a song. You know what? I'm going to do this other song I'm thinking of. This is the title track from the new album. This is, uh, it kind of vaguely, um, speaks to why I made the switch to doing my own thing. Gotcha. It's kind of, uh, Rumbling and shaking my fist at the shadowy figures in the music business. It's called Broken Bell. Don't waste your hammer on a broken bell 
A broken bell, a broken bell, don't waste your hammer on a broken bell. Tony Furtado live in our studios. He's going to be live tonight in Charlotte at the Evening Muse. You can check that out online. You have to go to the Evening Muse website or Tony's. Tony, um, you just played some banjo there. Uh, banjo, your first instrument? Banjo is my first instrument, and that's kind of a, an odd banjo. It's called a cello banjo. My bass player likes to call it the manjo because <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's big and mean sounding. You get it is it is it's a it's a different sound than than what a lot of people in this region are, are used to. As you yeah. as I'm sure you know, this is Earl Scruggs' country. He's I just know. down the road. Yeah, it's very true. And uh, what you do is different. It is not uh, Scruggs style. It's not Clawhammer, which is also something very well known in this yeah. part of the world. It's uh, how would you describe it? I don't know. It's um, it's definitely I'm influenced by a lot of different things. You know, growing up listening to different types of music. But I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area and. Um, my first teacher, I remember I was, um, 12 when I got my first banjo and, uh, when I went to the first lesson, I didn't know what kind of music he played on it. Exactly. I mean, I did a report on it. I made one out of a pie tin (laughs) for school, everything. It was like, and it was my own, my own decision to do that instrument too. But when I, when I researched it, found out it came from Africa originally and that uh, went through this transformational process and was uh, played in these different types of music like blues and Celtic music, jazz, classical, something called bluegrass and old-time mountain music. Um, I was really intrigued. And so anyway, my first lesson, um, my teacher said, do you know who Earl Scruggs is? And I said, no. He said, well, this is Earl Scruggs. Get this book, Scruggs book. Get this album, you know, one of the old Flat and Scruggs albums. Right, right. And he said, as well as, I want you to check out the Eagles. So I did. This is the late 70s. Yep, they had a banjo yep. player and the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yes. John McEwen, who uh, had a very progressive approach, you know, played some classical music on the banjo. And so I was off to a kind of open-minded approach to playing the banjo, you know. And I think that that had an impact on me. I, uh, growing up, I listened to whatever I could that I I could let infiltrate my playing. You know, I I studied a little bit of classical guitar, but I also studied as much music theory and uh, bebop, jazz. I worked out Charlie Parker tunes whenever I had a chance. Irish tunes, you know, anything that was a challenge and that I loved melodically. And um, I think it all just created a little soup in my hands i guess i don't know that sounds kind of weird but you know i, I got works. you i got you yeah it all kind of mixes together which is one of the things I, I i think i appreciate about your music and a lot of other musicians as well that it's not purely one genre of music yeah. it is all these different influences and you create a new thing well that's how music changes i mean that's yeah. any time type of music that was created like bluegrass mm-hmm. i mean it 
you can't go before bluegrass and say, you know, it is exactly this married mm-hmm. with that. It's all like right. all these different things yeah. that are kind of seeped yeah. and mixed together. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Um, you do a lot of um, you play with a lot of other folks from time to time as well. I have. Not so much lately. Pretty much it's been my own thing. But, yeah, over the years, definitely. I've right. been doing this about 28 years yeah. now. So yeah. something, something other than just me has had to have happened. Right. And you've got the uh, interesting balance. A lot of musicians travel who travel a lot have. You've got a young family. Yeah. And balancing home and the road. Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, my wife is a singer-songwriter. Her name's Stephanie Schneiderman. She's a wonderful singer-songwriter. And uh, we have a little boy named Liam. He's about three and a half years old now. And, uh, yeah, it's a balance. It really is because there was a time right after he was born where Steph kind of had to put things on hold, although she did dive into learning how to play drums right after he was born. She's in this cool power trio called Swan Sovereign. And, uh, you know, she was able to do that. But now she's just now starting to find time to be able to focus on some of her own stuff. The whole time I've been still going out on the road because that's how I make my living. Exactly. You know, I have mm-hmm. to hit the road, yeah. come home, hit the road, come home. And that's a tricky balance. Yeah, I bet so. Yeah. Let's hear another two. Okay. <clears throat> this is a song that I put on um, the EP called Copper and Tin. And it's a song I learned a few years ago for um, a Jerry Garcia tribute show that I was part of. Um, I hadn't really listened to much of the Grateful Dead growing up and... In fact, but I you're from San Francisco originally. I know, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. I just I hadn't. I hadn't really been exposed, and um, and then when I was, it wasn't exactly my thing. But uh, my buddy Scott Law, uh, who we were asked to do this show together, he had grown up kind of a deadhead, and so what, my first uh, look at trying to find a few songs I could sing. Um, I got mired down in billions of bootlegs online, <laughs> so. He pointed me the direction of a few songs that he thought would uh, fit my style, and this song was one of them. Uh, it's an old Scottish folk song um, that was uh, transformed a little bit, quite a bit, over the years, and especially in the 60s. It's called Peggy O.
mama sing Pretty Peggy O What would your mama sing Pretty Peggy O What would your mama sing She heard my guineas claim Saw me marching at the head Of my soldiers O If ever I return Pretty Peggy O If ever I return Pretty Peggy O Furtado live in our studio is going to be at the Evening Muse tonight in Charlotte, North Carolina, and a number of appearances throughout the Southeast in the next few days. Um, yeah. You know, listening to you play, and I, we've we've heard your recordings, and you know, we've we've met two or three times over the years, and you've played in the studio. Um, so many different influences, and you've yeah. alluded to that. Um, what are the ones you, you haven't necessarily specifically said, and really heard it in that one? Of course, the origins of the song bring that out, but uh, there seems to be a very much a, a Celtic element into some yeah. of your music. Where did yeah, where did that come from? Where did, how'd you get that in there? Well, listening to Just it, listening you know? to yeah, it. Yeah, when I was a kid, like I was saying, I um I uh, I discovered um, traditional Irish 
folk music when I was a kid, mainly the instrumental stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was uh, listening and working out tunes by Dannon and the Bothy Band and um, Planksty and whoever else I could get the albums of. Uh, but that also led into me becoming fascinated with uh, the singing of uh, Paul Brady and uh, Mick Hanley and uh, some English guys too, you know, uh, Richard Thompson and uh, Martin Carthy. You know, that that music is just so uh, – it's so – I mean, <laughs> what's the word? It's melodic and lyrical. I mean – it's got lyrics, of course. It's Definitely. Lyrical, but it's just so singable. Yes, it's just good. <laughs> it's so good. And it's kind of, uh, it's one of the roots of, you know, traditional American. Absolutely. Music. Yeah, I love that connection between the British Isles and mm-hmm. uh, particularly, you know, in origin, of course, the East Coast of the United States, Appalachian Mountains and all yeah, that. Certainly. It's all there. It's all yeah. all got the same roots. Mm-hmm. Another element of um Southern music that I do think comes into your uh, your influences is a little bit of blues there as sure. well. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah, certainly. I mean, I there was uh, I spent hours and hours listening and trying to uh, copy. You know, uh, a lot of slide blues players. You know, Blind Willie Johnson, Mississippi Fred McDowell, mm-hmm. whoever I could find that uh, that I figured was an influence on Ray Cooter, who was a big hero of mine. Yeah. And David Lindley and Taj Mahal, mm-hmm. you know. So I I searched any kind of branches I could. As a, the musicians that uh, you know, folks who've got enough experience that they've they've explored all these things and mm-hmm. found all of these, gone back, yeah, to the roots of this music and explored it. I just think it's still you know it's the well. It's that we're still drawing from. Certainly. Yeah. Tony yeah. Furtado's live in our studios. I know he's got to get to Charlotte before too long, but I'm going to ask him if he'll play one more for us. Yeah. Sure. Why don't I do, I'll do a, a singing song here, Let My Fingers Rest. This is a, a song that I wrote um, after my father passed away, which was a few years back. I found myself uh, after he passed away and my son was born and all that stuff, all these big emotional things that happened. I was in a little bit of a... Uh, dry spell for writing songs until I decided to go ahead and process some things. And, you know, as a songwriter, the way you process is you write some songs about things. And so that's what I did. My dad, um, he had his demons, but he was a really wonderful man. And uh, he, he, uh, I like to think that he is the reason why I play the banjo because when I was a kid, I remember he was really good with his hands, you know, not necessarily doing anything truly amazing, but it was usually pretty crude stuff he would make that, you know, he might need a little thing here or a thing there. And he also loved to uh, make balsa wood airplanes and imparted that on me. And one of the things with that report that I did was he had to make the instrument and I made it out of stretched paper on a pie tail. It was all dreamt up from the, the balsa wood airplanes. Anyway, he uh, he used to call himself monotone. He was not a musician. His musical taste was interesting. Um, I remember coming home early one day from school, and I caught him dancing to his one album that he owned, which was Tony Orlando and Don, Tie a Yellow Ribbon. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I always send this song out to the memory of my pop. It's called Ashes of a Man.
here I go again Sifting through ashes of what you were A man that I knew Strong as the earth with a gentleman's curse You left like the wind disappears in the night With no one to say, nothing to fight They say I've got your eyes in the way of your hands All that remains are the ashes of a man Pieces of you That just wouldn't burn When we say goodbye The sound of your Like the fire in your heart and the love in your eye You left like the wind disappears in the night With no one to say and nothing to fight They say I've got your eyes in the way of your hands All that remains are the ashes of a man Absolutely beautiful. Tony Furtado live in our studios performing tonight at the Evening Muse in Charlotte. And then there's gigs all over the southeast till he returns home to Portland and his family. Yeah. Looking forward to that, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. I always do. <laughs> always do. Thanks so much for stopping yeah, by and spending time me. with us. And hopefully next time you're in maybe time time this summer, you talked about coming back through the area. Maybe yeah. we can have you back in. That'd be fun. All right. We're going to go back to uh, our regular scheduled program. Here's Crystal Bowersox.